Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Bava Kamantaf Pei. We're starting two lines down from the top of Pei Amad Aleph. We're in the middle of discussing the rabbinic restriction of being Magadil, certain kinds of animals in Eretz Yisrael. The Mishnah, eight lines from the bottom on Ayin Testament Bay, started with Ein Magadlin. Sorry, the Mishnah, 15 lines up, said Ein Magadlin Behemadaka Be'Eretz Yisrael. So let's pick up on that exact din. The Gemara says two lines down on Pei Amad Aleph. Shalu Talmidibes Rabban Gamliel Ma'al the Talmidim of Rabban Gamliel said, what's the din about raising these animals in Eretz Yisrael? Amar lahan mutter. He said, you're allowed. <laughs> what's that? What are you talking about? Well, it's not. Ein Magadim. That's a Mishnah. This is Rabban Gamliel. There's no possible way that he did not know this Mishnah. That's not even an option. They actually were not asking him that question to which he said mutter, but rather they were saying mahulishos. They were asking a question, a discussion in the Rishonim, what exactly the question was. Was it about shahia, like holding on to the animal for 30 days, which is something that we saw yesterday? Or was he talking about beyond 30 days, which seems to be the shita? of Rashi. So uh, all different kinds of possibilities. Either way, that was the question they were asking. And Amar Lehan Mutter to that, Rabban Gamliel said, you're allowed just as long as you have a provision that you're careful that the animal doesn't go out and graze. That was the whole concern, that they would be malagezel, they'd be, they'd be stealing from people's fields, and we didn't want them to be doing that. Ella, uh, rather, kosha amita, they should be tied to the bedpost. Of course, it doesn't mean literally the bedpost. It just means they should be on a leash, that they shouldn't be able to reach the uh, other the neighbor's farms. Tanu Rabban, and there's a story. Uh, at the two dots, eight lines down, seven lines down. There was a person who had some kind of illness of his heart. Rashi, seven lines down, says, he says what it's called in French, and he explains, Zoic, he's screaming from chest pain. He was having some type of trouble breathing. So... Again, a little hard to know in modern day diagnostics what we're talking about, but I can assure you that the following was not a medication given out a jewel. The shalu him, and they said, He needs to be drinking fresh milk around the clock, and that's what he did. In order to do that, they brought a they brought an animal that, that milk that has milk and tied to the edge of the bed. And that's how he would eat. That's how he would get uh, get healed, and it healed him. While he was in this odd treatment, of course we know that there's a mitzvah bikor cholim. It's one of those things that we say in Birchos Torah where the Karen Karen is kaimus alolam habo. It's a beautiful thing. And kevan shero osa osa haes kshur bikari amita. When they saw that this sick person had an ace, had this little animal that he was getting milk from, tied to the bedpost, they jumped back. This guy has a thief tied to his bedpost, and I'm coming to do a bikacholim by him. It was a knock. What are you doing? This is not much to be magad, all these kinds of animals in Eretz Yisrael. So that's Behem Akhtana. So the Gemara says... The only Avera they ever found in this guy was this. And even when he was doing a skira achas on his whole life, he only found that he had done one Avera in his whole life, which is this. I know that I have not done a sin. Because while Rabban Gamliel is a mekel and he says that you're allowed to hold on to this animal under these circumstances, the Chachamim don't hold that way. So therefore... By the way, his only Avera was that there was a machlokes aposkim and he held like the mekel shita. It's not like he was, uh, you know, violating a poskim. Chumash chas v'shalom or a shach or a taz. This guy was remarkable. What? Well, 
Yep, it does sound that way. And that's uh, the Rishonim discussed this also that we were what we were concerned about was that he was going against the Shita of the Chachamim. That's a uh, fascinating. That was Cesar too. Yeah, it's uh, let, let's put it this way for the average person, that's not Navera. All right, the tzaddikim are judged kechutasa'ara. They're judged on on another level. Moshe hitting the rock, things we can't even. We hit things all the time. <laughs> we don't. We don't understand. Okay, the Gemara says a third of the way down. There's people. Some of the people who lived in the upper Galilee. How you base Abba? They were friends with Rabbi Shmuel's father. Why was their neighborhood destroyed? They were, their animals would graze in the forest. And they were done in a way that they should not have done. It should have been done in Bezdin. But rather they were doing it the wrong way. And even though it's true that the forest in which the animals were grazing were close to the home. But between the house of the people in, in the Galil and the forest in which they were grazing, there was a small patch of field. And the Balabatim were not makbid to stop the animals from grazing there. Tanu Rabban and the Brisa writes halfway down on Peyamad Aleph. Roash Asa Chuva, if you have a Roa, shepherd who's in fact herding and raising animals in a way that he shouldn't. Again, the Mishnah writes on Ayan Testament Bays, Ain Megadlan, Behemad Daka So let's say he is Taka raising those animals. And then he decides that he wants to do tshuva, not the heter of Rabban Gamliel, but he was doing something usher. We don't tell him you have to sell the whole flock today. It takes time to sell a flock. You got to get the message out and you might be past 30 days. There might be no heter for you. It doesn't matter. We're allowed to go slow. Excuse me. As things come, you can sell them. Why is this? Because the guy is trying to do tshuva. And if we make it too difficult for him to do tshuva, he won't do tshuva. So we've seen this a number of times in Shasbi, probably 10 or 15 times, where we see this idea where we have a kula in regards to uh, people doing tshuva. V'chein ger, let's say someone wasn't Jewish and didn't have the iser of being megadol behemadaka beretz Yisrael, he converts. Shanaflu lo kolavim v'chazirim birushaso, and he earned birusha, dogs and chazirim. Ein mechai v'nosolim kormiyat, alamokher al-yad, al-yad, same deal. We allow this ger, to uh, to sell things slowly. Of course, he has to do so in earnest. He can't be slacking. He's got to try whatever, all the posts online, but however he has to sell in a reasonable fashion, he has to do. But we would not say that he has to sell everything instantly. That if a person makes a neder to buy a house and to get married in Eretz Yisrael, we don't say that you have to marry the first person you meet. We don't say you have to buy the first house you see. It doesn't mean with the urgency of the clock. That's not what it means. It means that it has to make sense. There was a woman whose son was driving her crazy, and she jumped up and made a shvua. What her shvua had to do with her son? Well, let's see. Anyone who proposes to me, I will not turn them away. In other words, she was, it seems like she was trying to get away from her son. That, that's what it seems like. Okay, that seems like the Pashtas. And then, All the guys who couldn't get a date, they're like, perfect. Shidduch made a match made in heaven, R.A. Kaplan book. You know, like this is amazing. So these guys go over like, well, but they weren't, they weren't Hogan Islam. So she made this neder. So the halacha is not that way. 
She didn't mean to marry someone. She doesn't want to marry. She wanted to get away from her kid. Her kid was driving her crazy. P.S. This is not good parenting advice, nor is it good marriage advice. No one should take this to be Lamaisa, but we get the point. The question is, what's the scope of the Shua when, it's per, when a person is cuffs of an Ishba? So here the Gemara says it was only in regards to who would be Hagun for her. Second to last of the short lines on Pehem Ebez, the Gemara says, Not only are you not allowed to do a behemadaka, which is an A's or a Kevis, a smaller animal. Same is true with a Chayadaka, like a fox. Those animals are also not allowed to be raised. You're allowed to uh, to raise Klavim Kofrim. These are certain types of animals that dig. Cats. The kofin, monkeys, chuldos, sinaim, certain types of rodents. Why are those allowed to be around? I went to a house in Texas many years ago, and they had cats all over the place. That I asked, I'm like, yo, what's with the cats? He's like, it keeps away the snakes. Very simple. He didn't even blink. Same exact thing over here, except that uh, there's a longer list. It's not just cats. If the animals are there, to keep away other uh, more insidious animals, the Nahalach is, and it's okay. My what is this Chuldasnaim? What kind of rodent is this? Some review the Sharza. It was a Sharetz that was Kharza that used to dig. Because Amri Kharza, that it, um, not that it was digging, but that it had this capacity to sting. Again, we don't know exactly what these animals are. Uh, take a look at them. Aforshim, if you're interested. And the Ktini, they were very small. The Ktini Shake, it had very short legs. Viraya uh, Beni Vardini. And it would graze among the bushes, among the brush. Umay Sharza, de mitatoi shake, that it had very, very short legs, just describing what it looked like. We here in Bavel keep the halachos of Behemadaka just like we did in Eretz Yisrael, just like people do in Eretz Yisrael. What about you? He said, yes, you're right, Rav Huna said, I do keep in my own house, but my wife ensures that they are doing their job, that they're not grazing in other people's fields. The Gemara comes out of left field with a whopper of a consequence. Chova, your wife, her name was Chova. Rough first name to go through elementary school with. But that was her name. She was, her name is Chova, and they said that she should bury her sons. Uh, we'll see why in a moment. And in fact, the Gemara says four lines from the bottom, Kula Shani no, no boys were born. What was the problem? Why were they cursing uh, Chova? Rashi, nine lines from the bottom of the page, maybe ten lines says, This is not a task that people can do. You can't stop an animal from grazing in another person's yard, even when you're just walking. An animal's bigger than you, stronger than you, and they're not on a leash necessarily, and they'll walk over and you can't stop them. And because of that, he, he gave this klala. Again, we have to do research. Why is it reasonable to give such a klala? It's a horrible klala. Why? Because of gazel? Okay, not for now. Can you hear another tomorrow about I mean, I don't know. Possibly. Oh, you mean one that we learned already that I should have remembered? Oh. Oh, that was the Gemara about Makif and Nikaf. Yeah, I don't remember distinctly. No, but you're asking the question of which one was the Goreim for the... Okay, I don't know.
The Gemara says, the, where are we? Three lines from the bottom. Ika de Amri, Amr of Hunam, Rav Asinu, Atzmenu, Bebavel, Keretz Yisrael, Lebehim, Adaka, only Michiasa, Rav, Lebavel. Rav wasn't, the previous line was that Rav was saying that it was true even before him. This is saying no. Only when Rav got there, because Rav was such a massive Talmud Chacham and a massive leader, Mamash, a leader for the, for the Jewish people in Babel, only when he showed up did we have this din of Ein Megad Lebehim, Adaka, Bebavel. Rav Shmuel Veravasi, the three of them were walking together. Iklu lebei Shavua Haben. They went to go celebrate the Shavua Haben. What's a Shavua Haben? Rashi says Shavua Haben Bris Mila Al Shem Shavra Love Shiva Yamin. Not everybody says that it was that. Va'amrei La lebei Yeshua Haben. It wasn't Shavua Haben. It was Yeshua Haben. What's Yeshua Haben? Machlokes Rashi Tosos. Rashi four lines from the bottom says Di Ramaschi Yeshua Haben Mishta Shaosin LePidyon Haben Bechor. Okay, uh, one is talking about the pigeon. The bottom Tosfo says, mm-hmm. that they say that pigeon is uh, is the appropriate word here, and therefore it's pigeon aben. However, Vikasha, the Balea Tosfos don't like this answer of Rashi and the Aruch. The Afagabdum Targuminon, the pigeon porkon, even though it's true that the word pigeon means to redeem, that's not. The language of Yeshua that the Gemara uses is really not, not an appropriate language for what we are talking about. Rabbeinu Tam Piresh, Shenolad Shamben, just that a boy was born. Shem Shavlad Nosha, because that child that was born was saved. Vinimlad Mimei Imo, and was able to survive the uh, the whole birthing process. Therefore, they would have a suda just for the birth. Like, Maybe Hagomelish type. Again, it seems to be from the baby's end, not from the mother's end, because it's talking about the Vlad that was able to. So there's Machlokas about what this case is. Lemaisa, these three greats were uh, were going to this event. And Rav, lo oil kame de Shmuel. Rav didn't want to walk in before Shmuel did, which is interesting because Rav was older than Shmuel and categorically greater than Shmuel. We'll discuss why that was true in a minute. And as we turn to the top of Pamed Beis, Shmuel lo ayel kame de Ravasi, Shmuel did not want to go in front of Ravasi because as Rashi says, Ravasi Talmud shall Ravaya. So the, the, or the rank and file was Rav, Ravasi, and Shmuel. So Shmuel didn't want to go in before Ravasi. Ravasi, lo ayel kame de Rav. And Rav, Ravasi didn't want to go in front of Rav. So they had no, how is everybody, just, they're tachlis, they're all standing there bottlenecking at the door. Nobody knows what to do. So the Gemara says, Amri man nirtach, who's the one who's going to be held back? How are we going to do this? So the Gemara says, Nisrach Shmuel, Shmuel will wait. And then Venesi Rav Viravasi. Okay. Then Venisrach Rav O Ravasi, who between the latter, latter two, so Shmuel, uh, Shmuel waited. Shmuel was for sure the last. Who waited between Rav and Ravasi? Rav Milsa Ba'almahuda Avadle the Shmuel. Rav uh, had something between him and Shmuel, which was why he let Shmuel go first. There was a, a scenario where Rav gave a curse to Shmuel, and Adbere Rav Ale, Rav was talking about this. That's why Rav didn't want to go in front of Shmuel. While all of this conversation was happening, a cat came along, and bit off the hand of the baby. Sounds like a terrible movie. Nafak Rav, right away, Rav goes up to the to the pulpit and he gives a shear. The darash chatul mutter lahargo. Cats are allowed to be killed. Sorry if you're a cat owner. Cats are allowed to be killed. You're not allowed to keep them. There's no iser of gezel when it comes to cats. 
And if it gets lost and you see people putting up a sign and they say, please help me find my cat, uh, you know, whiskers, there's no din of Hashavah Saveda. So this, this stack of things that Rav taught don't all make sense. Asks the Gemara um, about eight, nine lines down. We'll be stopping on the last line of the page. Once you say it's mutter to kill the animal, what else, what else are you trying to say with Asr Lakaimo? Says the Gemara, that while you're allowed to kill the animal, there's no Isr to not kill it, there's no Isr to hold on to it, and there's an Isr to keep the animal. So if you're a cat owner, you might want to pay attention. Amri, the Gemara says, wait one second. Once we know you're allowed to steal the animal, my nihusu, why does it then say as well in the name of Rav that ain't bomishum hasheva ved What kind of ashavas aveda could there be if you're allowed to steal the animal? Those two things are not, they don't, they don't live together. Amaravina la'oro, we're not talking about the living animal. We're talking about giving back an animal in regards to its ore, in regards to its skin. This was one of the di dissections I had to do in college. We dissected a domestic cat. Very unpleasant. Anyways, the Gemara says a third of the way down, Mesve, we have a kasha. Something doesn't seem right about the cats. We had already said uh, before that Rib Shimon ben Elazar Omer Megalan Klavim Kofrim, these cats that these dogs that dig are allowed to be uh, kept. And we said that cats can be kept, that monkeys and these small rodents can be kept. They're good at helping keep the house clean from rodents and from other unwanted animals. So therefore, that's a stira, because Rav said that the animals us are to keep. And the Mishnah, the Brisa, I should say, says that it's mutter to keep. So who's right? Lokasha says the Gemara, Habakhibra. We have now stepped into another space. We are talking about the colors of cats, and we don't understand what is going on here, but we're going to read the words. The Gemara says that if a cat is black, no problem. Habakhibra, but if a cat is white, Rashi, halfway down, Dibrahmas Habakhibra, Muad, Lehazik Adam. White cats are known to be attacking types of animals. They are not docile, they are dangerous. But Rav's case, where Rav said the cat can be killed, that was a black cat. Here we go, next level. Yes, it was a black cat, but it was the descendant of a white cat. So therefore, in his DNA was this white cat muad status, even though the fur on this current cat, the daughter, the son of that cat, was darker fur. This wasn't a simple matter. That wasn't such a dover pasha. You can't explain Rob that way. It says the Gemara, no, that wasn't what Ravina was confused about. Halfway down. Now we're getting to the Zaydas and the Babas. And the Gemara says that what Rovina was confused about was a black cat, the child of a white cat, the child of a black cat. Then Ravina wasn't sure. But when it came to a, the case of a black cat, the son of a white cat, he was clear. But the case of Rav, where the animal was really more dangerous, is that even though what we were looking at was a cat that was black, but he knew, I don't know, did they keep paperwork? I have no idea. You know, you go to you go to the pound, you find out about your dog, and they give you they literally will give you a certificate about your dog. Rav knew that the cat we were dealing with was Barchibra Barchibra, that two generations above this cat was black, but the two generations above were white cats, white cats are muad, and therefore he was makbid. So I don't know what to tell you. Ask your local Orthodox rabbi if you have a white cat. In the parentheses, second of the wide lines, Chabad, Biach, Bochan, Simon. Of course, we're going to just follow these letters throughout. 
The next three lines are very easy. It's just names. That's version number one of the names. Acha, Abba, Ada. Vamrila Rav Abba Bar Papa, Mishum Rav Chia Bar Papa, Mishum Rav Acha Bar Papa. Second possibility of list of names. Vamrila Amar Rav Abba Bar Papa, Mishum Rav Rabbi Acha Bar Papa, Mishum Rav Chanina Bar Papa. Again, again, who said what? We don't know. We just know it was the Papa. Sound. That's exactly what Rabbi Resnick said when he finished. And he reads things very fast. And Mama sounded like a Hadron. It did. And he said it. We were all thinking the same thing. So the Gemara says two thirds of the way down, Masrin ala chichuch b'shabes, that if a person has, um, Rashi says, that chichuch is shchin, they have some types of boils and it's very itchy for them and they're in a lot of pain. So then Masri, and they, they can be Masri, we learned about this in Masechah's Tainas, Rashi halfway down, Dibur Mascha Masri, Masri in Bitsibor, Uvitchina, Uvishofros, Uvichatsosros, but Masechah's Tainas, this is a Gemara that we saw on Daf Yud Dalad and Masechah's Tainas. Uh, that's what it says here on the side in the Masoros Ashas, that we are allowed to do things that otherwise we would not do if a person has boils. And as well, this, who again, whoever said this, we don't know, as well, that if you have a door that's closed, it will not soon be opened. Obviously, a metaphor of some kind, we have to figure out what it is. And if a person buys a home in Eretz Yisrael, this din we've seen many times in Shas, that you are allowed to sign for it on Shabbos. Please don't leave today without listening to the rest of the Gemara, because Pasha, that might be in Eretz Yisrael. Mesfi, the Gemara says, wait one second. Let's say you have a, some of these terrible things that happen. His boils, Chagav is grasshoppers. Zavuv is a fly. Tzir is a wasp. Vitu is mosquitoes. This onslaught of snakes and scorpions. There we said you're not allowed to be Masriya. You can only be Tzoik. You can't bring out the Shofros. So that's a stira because we said that Chichuch was Masriyan. Yet here we see you're not Masriyan on Chichuch on boils. You're only Tzoikin. It depends on what kind of boils there. The dry boils are horribly painful. The moist boils are less painful. Please, God, we should never know. That when there were boils on the Mitzrim in Egypt by the ten plagues, lach mi bachutz v'yavesh mi bifnim. Hold on, hold on to this until Haggadah season. Great trivia. What kind of boils were they? The Gemara says that they did look moist on the outside, but the skin was necrosed and dry and painful on the inside. That it was bubbling. The bubbling was on the skin, but the lower levels of the of it were dry and not bubbling. What did Rav Papa's family, I don't know who to say, what did Rav Papa's family mean when they said, This is someone who seems to potentially fail their smicha bechina, that if you fail that, uh, you will not soon have the door reopened, meaning it's uh, you're back to the end of the line, you have to go back into the base medrash and figure it out. Ravashi Amar, no, call Amarian lo, if something bad happens to a person, that if a person is having a bad Kufa, I guess, if something is difficult going on with them, Labdafka, that they will be metiv necessarily very quickly. No, that there will not be any good. And that's uh, another possibility that they're forever. You have a bad, a bad mazel. Says the Gemara Velohi, that's not correct. Really, Ravachami Difti was venting. That was his own reality, is that because things were bad for him and they were never good again, he said, it must therefore be that that's life. 
but it's really not not correct. It was just him. What about the last din? That if a person wants to acquire land in Eretz Yisrael, an apartment, whatever the case may be, they can sign a star ono. You can sign a document that closes the deal even on Shabbos. How in the world can you say that? Writing on Shabbos is a malacha doraisa. Kosev is one of the thirty one of the thirty nine malachos. It was used in the Mishkan Aleph Aleph. The panels were put together in that way. That's why two letters is problematic. So what do you mean? What does the din mean that the papas say that you're allowed to do this? As the Gemara, five lines from the bottom, in another context, Rava taught us a din that we can do what we what we loosely refer to as Amir Lanachri, Amir going that we're allowed to ask a non-Jew under certain specified circumstances to do malacha for us. This is one of them, no problem. And Hachanami, again, we don't know the case of, of that we don't know from here. We did learn it earlier in Masach Shabbos and in Beitza. Whatever the case may be, we apply that rule over here that Omer Lenach said that if you're trying to buy an apartment on Shabbos and you have to sign a star today, you're going to lose the property. No problem. Go get a guy from down the block and have them do that. We were locked out of our house. We had our non-Jewish guy uh, punch in the electronic code on the front of our house and we quickly changed our code after Shabbos. We wasn't a lot, total lack of trust, but it was uncomfortable. We changed it, but he was allowed to let us into our house. We were stuck. And even though it's true that asking a non-Jew to do something for you is a shvus, is a dinder abonon, here is a halachic line that is uh, extrapolated frequently. When it comes to dine der abonon, up against acquiring land in Eretz Yisrael, the land in Eretz Yisrael wins, and therefore, lo gazru be rabbanon. But not to buy it from a Jew. So far. I'm sure it's to acquire from non-Jews. Yeah. yeah, to buy from a Jew, you would not be allowed. Amar Reb Shmuel Bar Nachmeni, the last din for today. Amar Reb Yochanan Elokech, ear the Eretz Yisrael. Let's say you're a wealthy Gavra guy and you buy a city. So if you buy a small little city that's all your own, it's called, uh, you know, the Karish community. Kofin so, I, the owner, would be forced. I still have to build pathways so people can navigate through my property um, and through my city so that we don't create uh, things that are difficult for people because that's an appropriate approach for Yishuv Yisrael. We will stop right here. Mir Tashem, we are together tomorrow for Daf Pei Aleph. Um, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, we will not be learning. I tried to find a sub on Shabbos, but the sub was out of town. So we'll see what happens. Wishing you all a beautiful night.